Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer is our last friend. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and today we are reading They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera, and starting with a beer. So this book takes place in the near future, where there's some sort of social media company app thing that can tell you the day you're going to die. But only the day of. The day of, it'll call you and they're like, today you're going to die. Which, they never explain how it works. And you would think that sounds really complicated, but apparently it's wicked easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a beer from Sam Adams called Wicked Easy. A light and hazy session IPA. That's 4.7% alcohol. Wicked Easy describes... Sam Adams in a long time. You know what? I gotta say, I've been mad snobby about Sam Adams for the past several years. This is fine. It's nothing amazing. There's Sam nothing Adams beers are all... This is fine. But you know what? Now that it's summer and it's hot as fucking Satan's colon, um, this is a dirt cheap beer that I could drink a lot of and the not die, you know? I, I need to stop being a fool and continuing to drink 11% alcohol stouts when it's 95 degrees out. This is <laughs> great. Arrogance. The hubris. <laughs> so uh, we're reading this book because, Someone well, for a couple of reasons. Partly, you know, it's, I guess, is this part of our Pride Month? Bonanza, or Bone of two, Nanza. Of two books. <laughs> That's a lot more than we normally have. <laughs> but it was also recommended by listeners, so thanks, uh, B, for suggesting this, who said, I don't know, I don't want to misquote her, but I believe she said it's fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe her exact words were. It was, I just started this book called They Both Die at the End. And from page two, it is fucking terrible. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> she heard like, this book sucks so much. I know who should read it. <laughs> These three shitheads <laughs> I listened to occasionally. Right. Let's make them read it too. This book came originally out in 2017. Like it was re, like I guess, it, you know, some people read it. But in 2020, thanks to some fucking TikTok malarkey, it became popular again. And was on the New York Times bestseller list. And there's a sequel to this coming out in the fall. So maybe, maybe we'll read it, guys. A sequel? They it's both just like but they again. both die at the end. <laughs> uh, well, it's in the same universe. Just so exploring two more. Two other people die. Yeah. But this one's like a twist. One dies in the middle. <laughs> Whatever. Some more die <laughs> later on. They die, but I won't tell you when. <laughs> Uh, so the book, it is terrible, but let's go through it. All right. So the first scene of the book, I think at least, is you, you get to meet Mateo, who is a, in the, he's alone in his apartment because his dad is in the hospital. Anyway, and his phone rings. In a coma. <laughs> yeah. And it's like 12, it's like 1231 AM and he gets a phone call and it's death cast. And they tell him. And first they say, hey, are you Johnny Bibbidi something? And then he's like, no. <laughs> Thank God. He's like, oh, wait, no, wait, I'm sorry. That was the last person. Are you Mateo, whatever his name is. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I hate to, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to die today. You're going to die in the next 24 hours. And he's like, oh, no. And Have then, fun. <laughs> Make him count. Yeah, like literally, that's kind of the, the point of the that book, is the which book. is what if you only had one, if you knew you were going to die, but you, you knew it was your last day, what would you do? So there's a fucking country music song 
about this already. Tim <laughs> McGraw called "Live Like You Were Dying." You know that song? No, it's fucking. I, I, I was not. hoping great. never to, but I feel like I'm going to know now. It's a great Walmart song. Uh, <laughs> it's a fine song, but basically the the lyrics of the song, the guy finds out that he has like terminal cancer, and so then he does all the shit he never did in life, and then the chorus is like, "I want, I want skydiving, I want Rocky Mountain climbing, I went two and a half seconds on a bull, I sucked a dick." <laughs> just once, just to try it. And, just to see uh, if I was wrong. Then 11 more times to be sure. <laughs> but then, and then, and I gave forgiveness I'd been denying because that rhymes with flying. And then I hope one day you get the chance to live like you were dying, right? So it's the whole point like, oh, it's only when, you know, we're on the precipice that we realize we should stop just being like, oh, no, I gotta, you know, I gotta wake up early for that meeting tomorrow. Which totally speaks to teenagers, which this book is marketed to us. And since all of us now are like double the age of a teenager, clearly it's not for us. But we're going to shit on it anyway. But it still sucked. It's still, oh yeah. It's still bad. Although, didn't I, I actually think Unwind is worse. Oh, yeah. It's stupid. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know, they're actually. Di- it, it, they're it different might be beasts. close. <laughs> all right. So I didn't think Mateo, this one was that Bad. Also, didn't right. one was that bad. Wine was worse. Exactly. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's mostly just boring for a lot of it. It's and just tropes. Incredibly repetitive. Like, just... especially with Mateo, because Mateo was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die today." But I've been a shut in in my apartment my whole life and never done anything. I've never taken a risk. I've never, I've never done any of that. One penis. And so that's literally like. Every third sentence about him in the entire book is, you know, I never did. I'm not, you know, I I didn't get to do anything until the today, and today I'm dying. Oh no! And then it's just like it's fucking over and over and over and over again. And he says that. I mean, sure. When I was a teenager, I needed to be hit over the head with things that many times to get the point. But maybe this was still too many. Anyway, so Mateo is like, oh my god, I'm going to. I'm going to die today. And then he does nothing, but he like cleans for three hours. But then he decides to, because he can't, can't leave, he doesn't want to leave a messy apartment. But then he decides to go on the app. And there's an app called Last Friend, where people who have gotten the call that said that they're going to die that day can meet up. On the, and the app is called Last Friend. And the people who are going to die are called Deckers. Because yeah, I, I forget why. It's like you're on deck to die. On deck. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's what it is. On deck and bat in um, baseball means you're up next for batting. I even knew that sports reference. I mean, I knew that, but I just thought it was stupid. Oh, it's be it's prepared still to stupid. say that a lot during this episode, Nate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, and so and but half the people on there are not dying. They're there either to fuck people. Well, no, the fuck be... people is a different app called Necro. Where you can fuck dying people, right? Well, like they're but like he gets a whole lot of messages from people and they're weirdos. Yeah, it's like chat roulette. <laughs> just like, oh hey, how's stakes. it going? Like I just pull his penis out. Never mind, next person. <laughs> just, Is that uh, a man in a mouse mask with a Confederate flag behind him? What what <laughs> what does the ma- what does the mask mean? <laughs> He's taking a shit. Oh my god, I can't click fast. <laughs> I saw a crown. <laughs> what angle is this? So you, then you get a flash to a different character, Rufus, who is 
midway through beating somebody up. He's just like literally beating someone to death, punching <laughs> yeah, a guy in the assault. face. And when his phone rings, so he stops beating the guy up because it's like, you know, 1249 a.m. And he gets and he's like, oh, uh oh, this is a bad time to get this phone call. And doesn't there doesn't it doesn't have a special ringtone? I can maybe or did it's I imagine the, It's that? the hokey pokey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it plays so a anyway, mood, song. you know. Yeah, he answers the phone and it's like, "Hey," and the person on the phone is like, "Yep, sorry, Rufus, you're gonna die today." It's like Rufus the is like, it's huh, like the Zodiac fuck. thing from No Sex in the Champagne Room. <laughs> oh, that? Aquarius, you're gonna, you're die. gonna die. <laughs> Capricorn, Gemini, you're gonna die twice. Scorpio, gonna die. Fucking. Uh, so he. He's, yeah, he's punching a dude because that guy is dating his ex-girlfriend. And there was some sort of altercation, but I don't remember what it was because it didn't matter. That was he's, it. He's beating him up. And uh, this is Rufus. He's beating up a guy named Pecker or something like that. I think Peck. it's Peck. Oh, yeah. What the it's fuck just, is it's just one Peck. It's something dumb. Peck, excuse me. For thinking <laughs> it was Pecker in the <laughs> gay teen book. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> She's being a peck, er, and he's like, "Oh fuck! All right, just go. I'll. I have to. I have to I have shit to do now. I have to go have my own funeral." <laughs> and this is where it's clearly for teenagers because that is the most obnoxious, self-indulgent, maudlin bullshit you've ever heard of. And yet, every teenager would be like, "That'd be so cool, dude." I hope I get a lot of likes on it. <laughs> yeah. I would love everyone to tell me what they think about me one more time because I need to know. Which I guess everybody, I mean, wonders about that in some way or another. No one's going to tell you the truth at your funeral. They're going to say that shit after you're dead. Yeah. Did you notice that he fucking didn't floss that day? I mean, people just need to in front of me twice. (laughs) He looked him in the eyes as he did it. He just always had garlic breath. Like, even after COVID, he did not wash his hands for 20 seconds. It was... You're saying that at your funeral, people really talk about your true colors? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good Lord, that smells. Um, this is true colors from Coyote Hole Cider Works. They use the whole coyote. Um, <laughs> and this is a rainbow sherbet cider, and it smells incredible. Or the people like on the Necro app are a sure bet. Oh, yeah. Six and a half percent. Interesting. It, like, up front, it does taste exactly like a bowl of melted sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fruit going on. Ooh. Yeah, this is, this is also their, their Pride Month one. True Colors, Rainbow Sherbet. So what the fuck it's is the difference between sherbet and sherbert? Is like sherbert just like thing. a nerdy sherbert. It's how you pronounce it. Wrong. It's how you pronounce it. I think they're different. I remember there being an episode of, Je- of Jeopardy where some guy said one, and they're like, nope, it's the other one. Really? I think there is, think there is a difference. I guess we can't be sure, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, neither one is a sure bet. Uh, uh, Ooh, Googling that. Much more it's interesting than this book, by the way. The aftertaste kind of tastes like some halfway between beer and a cider, but it is fruity. I will give them that. Fresh-pressed apples, natural flavors, sugar... Carbonation and sulfites. Anyway, so both these kids have now received a call that said, Hey, you're going to die. And they're like, Well, better live it up. 
Yep. So Rufus goes on the last friend app and messages Mateo. And at first, Mateo is like, no, okay, fine. He's like, like, yeah, all right. And then tells him where his apartment is and come over. And a one key thing happens, which is Mateo, because he's just like cleaning. He writes a note to his neighbor and says, looks like I'll be passing on. Don't bother with the stove. Yeah. Because he lives in a tenement from Which is a detail that, which, although I should actually say, I think that happened at the beginning of the book because I definitely didn't remember when he brought that back at the end. They did kind of, he did they say did it. have a passing reference. I mean, I, mean I, I, I believe it. I just did not remember. But, um, so anyway, so then Rufus goes to Mateo's apartment. Oh, and they're in New York. They're in New York City. So, and I forget, I forget where they live. It doesn't matter. So they, and they're like, okay, well, let's just go out and like do things and do stuff. It's like, hi, nice to meet you. And the first thing they do is they go to the hospital, not because they're dying, but to see Mateo's father. Well, this, we skipped an important a part. Coma. We skipped an important part of Rufus's own funeral um, where oh, yeah, he, he invites funny. his ex-girlfriend who brings the guy he just beat the shit out of because teens are all stupid and that guy calls the cops on him so now he's on the run from the police and you know it's his last day to live and everyone's pretty pissed off at the uh, shitty new boyfriend it's like dude he's got one day to live like i don't care he hit me he did beat the shit out of him he did yeah it was it was pretty brutal <laughs> i like the description though of peck there's a, when he's talking to amy the uh Girlfriend, ex-girlfriend. <laughs> that is how it's pronounced, yes. Yeah, it's like seven E's. It says, Amy stares at Peck. This is, this is quality writing right here. He is a white teen with low-hanging jeans, baggy sweater, Caesar cut, and dried blood on his face because he's dating her. It's like, did a police officer write this description of this I character? I feel like most descriptions in this book were just people's clothes. That, yeah. I mean, this book is... um. Uh, it's, it's Oh, it's terrible. Um, so <laughs> the writing is going to be bad, too. But it's mostly their clothing and their haircuts and how white or non-white they are. Yeah. And also, um, did you notice that they like inconsistently speak in slang throughout the book? Well, I noticed that Rufus says mad every other sentence because the guy like, who wrote this is our age and not an actual teenager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, dying, not dying today would be da bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Tubular. In, in one of our previous episodes which has not yet come not come out yet no okay just where like we said Mateo. that <laughs> it's a big ball of timey wimey stuff where we said that you know nothing ages like the future and that's oh, a, yeah. a quote by um like neil gaiman neil gaiman i has that come out yet maybe it has i don't know so yeah, and no, i was like you know bad. what nothing ages like trying to write teen slang in a book yeah that really does by the time age. it goes to print it's old <laughs> yep well, by the time, uh, yeah, exactly, because when adults know it, you know, it's too late. By the it's time like, an adult thought of it to put it in the book, it's already old. Yeah. Anyway, I was, so I was I actually going to mention that with my other beer later. So that's funny you brought that <laughs> oh, up. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll, we'll come back. Well, it'll be a callback, which is a book is nothing but callbacks, so it's fine. So they go. Yeah, right. So he gives a few, so Rufus on the run, but then he shows up at Mateus's Mateo's 
Mateo. What is his name? Mateo. Mateo's <laughs> house. Who I was at Mateus. Matt. He's Polish. Mateusz. Mateusz. House. And then they go to the hospital. Even though it's the middle of the night. This is now like only like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. They go to the hospital and the attendant on duty at the hospital is like, no, you can't see him now. Oh, okay, fine. You can see him now. And so, and then Mateo like has a... And so the author tries to write a touching scene where Mateo was like, oh, sorry, Dad. But I, don't know, I got wasn't a bad good. case of death. <laughs> well, wasn't the that they good? Don't... He, the author really overdid it with the like uh, a little, sad, yeah. you know, sad stories, which, of course, there are plenty of teenagers out there who have some very, very sad family situations. Like that is real, of course. But this is... Laying it on thick. This is really just like, like, come on. Didn't need that much of it. Because Rufus is an orphan because his mother, father, and older sister all died in a car crash. And he was just the lone survivor of the car crash. Where they, they, he did, or some near the beginning ish of the book, beginning part of the book, Rufus talks about, yeah, first my dad got the phone call, then my Brother got the, then my mother got the, <laughs> the phone call. Then the sister got the phone call. I'm like, fuck it, let's just get in the car and drive. And no, then, it was one call. They called oh, for like the, the dad, the and phone. they're like, all right, thanks. And he's like, well, go fuck yourself. Like, before you hang up, can you put your wife on for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hey, could you put your daughter on for a minute? Yeah. And they go, what the fuck? And then they go, you know what? Let's go up to like the lake house or wherever we used to go. Because if it's our last day, we want to be there, and they die on the way up there. It's very like Greek tragedy, <laughs> like you know, like you're trying to like like Oedipus outrun your fate kind of thing. Yeah. That by doing that, they died. You know, and that's and so the thing with the call that you get, it says you're going to die in the next 24 hours. It doesn't mean you have all of those 24 hours. It says like within the next the 24 hours. The software is not quite at that point yet. They're working. They'll, they'll, there's, there's, a, there's an update coming soon, but. So everybody's like, oh, no, uh, they, they kind of, it's really stupid. Um, but they keep thinking, like, I don't want to stay here with this person because I might get them killed or, like, I'm going to, like, explode or, because they're all going to get, like, final destinationed. You know, it's like they're going to die in some elaborate <laughs> mousetrap way. Yeah, it's it's established very in the very beginning of the book that, like, when they tell you you're going to die, you're definitely going to die. Like, because yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, so the call came for the president of the United States. And so he went down into the, you know, bunker to, like, with all his guards. And then one of the guards shot him. So, like, he had a poop he, attack. Oh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Choked on a pretzel. <laughs> Actually, that, that would have been funny. That's how it should have done. And then he was in the bunker and he choked on a pretzel. You know, Bush? did you hear about? Yeah, how Bush almost died choking on a pretzel was while it, in office. Um, was it Polk who died uh, of like choking on something? No, he he James K. Polk. He didn't die in office, but I think he died like in in life. He, he definitely my, died. He was my ancestor. Really? Yeah. <laughs> He did one term, and his pr- campaign promise was, if you left me, him. I will start a war with Mexico. And they're like, yeah, let's do that. And he said, did right, it? I was like, Texas. okay, I'm, I'm done. Peace. And he left. <laughs> and look how you turned out. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, he died. Yeah. Though, actually, a lot of Americans can trace some ancestry to... Oh, I mean, well, that man fucked, of course. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Genghis a Khan of, of Nebraska. 
they called him. I don't know where the fuck he was from. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it was Zachary Taylor, I was thinking of, who died after eating a bowl of cherries and milk. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you should die after eating a bowl of cherries and milk. Old Fuss and Feathers? No, Old Fuss and Feathers was um, Winfield Scott. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who ran for president. But old Rough times. and Ready? Was that Zachary Taylor? <laughs> they, they, all, they all had nicknames So the soldiers always gave the generals nicknames that Old Rough and Ready definitely sounds like the name of a gay porno Like that is <laughs> Speaking of which On brand for this book, yeah, <laughs> which, <got> there. <laughs> So uh, Jimmy had this in the last episode we recorded But this one's coming out first So I had it first Much this like is... Mateo and Rufus <laughs> This is Rainbows Everywhere by Torch and Crown because this is it's Pride Month here in New York, so I'm just went to the I store looking for whole Pride country. beers. And according New York to, is in the country, so I think it's <laughs> I think it was it still a true, true statement. But it, according to every um, every major corporation, it's Pride Month worldwide, except on their like Saudi Arabian Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think in Alabama, this is technically Confederate Heritage Month. Well, they're proud Isn't of something every else. month. Yeah, Isn't but they, every month Confederate they get more Heritage Month about there. it. <laughs> they raise the flag higher. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, this is uh, AC IPA from Torch and Crown. I've been to Torch and Crown. It's actually a very nice brewery to go to. Manhattan. And it's the only real one in Manhattan. So, you know, New Yorkers, if you're listening, I do recommend it. Maybe we'll see you there. Or you'll see us outside panhandling. But you won't know what we look like. <laughs> <laughs> We'll read books for beer. <laughs> That'll be we, us. We should say these beers are brought to us by our supporters over at Patreon. So if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club and uh, get all sorts of cool things in exchange for real human money. You can vote in our book poll. Apparently you don't have to be a patron. We'll read a book you tell us to read. But if you if you are a patron, we'll, we'll also read it sooner. We also get exclusive ex- uh, content, early access to content, merch stuff, discount on merch, all sorts of cool shit if you want to head over there. If you don't want to do that, you could also just leave us a review, or if you're listening, or just go tell your friends to check us out, especially before, you know, they get their death cast call, because they're not going to be subscribers for very long, and we've been doing this for going on five years, so, you know, we want to keep it going. Help us out. <laughs> Back to this shitty book. So then, Mateo and Rufus, after they leave the hospital, Mateo says, you know what? I want to go see my mom's body. I want to go see, I want to go to the cemetery. Yeah, I want to go, I want to go to the cemetery out in Brooklyn, the Green, Greenwood Cemetery? Greenwood, yeah. Greenwood Cemetery out in Brooklyn, even though that's going to take an hour on the A train to get there. So we have to go all the way to Broadway Junction. Uh, and so they, um, <laughs> and so they like get on the train, uh, and Rufus is like, "Yeah, sure." You know, it's like you're gonna waste an hour of your day going to Broadway Junction and then coming back. Like, come on, that was just like not smart move. Well, one of the perks of it being your last day on Earth is that you get a unlimited Metro card. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently, bringing back the people, fun pass for people's last day. <laughs> apparently, half the people at my station are dying every day because the amount of people I see jumping the turnstile uh, and getting away with it is, is 
is pretty, I feel like a more and more like a schmuck for paying for the train these days. So maybe they all read this book. Because characters throughout it use this as an excuse to get away with shit. Like, I'm dying today, or he's dying today, and everyone's like, oh, fine. Which is the ma- one of the many issues, but one of the major issues is like, society can't function that way. <laughs> if we're just like, oh, we have rules, but not for some people. And if we don't really have a way of checking for which people they're going to be exploited. It's the same premise as The Purge, where it's just like, occasionally we don't do laws. Meh, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense after five minutes, of, five seconds of thinking of it. But they also, they'll get on the train, like one whole train car is like a party. It's a college kids party, and they're all blasting, we built this city, which college kids today definitely know is a thing. All huge Jefferson Starship fans. Yeah. Who doesn't like Starship? Kids that age. And most people. Anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, who doesn't really like everybody. it? Everyone. And and then there's a girl on there who's like, hey, you're cute. And then Mateo's like, mm, I don't know. Your pecs are a little soft, ma'am. I might. <laughs> I don't want to catch anything from you. I might get very, very rapid onset STD that kills me. <laughs> so I won't kiss you. And she's like, whatever. And then she starts making out with the next stranger. Because girls are gross. Girls uh, just this want book. to have fun. <laughs> Another song by Cindy Lauper. That's true. Yeah, true colors there. Right? <laughs> and I so, mean, she comes up time after time. So, um, <laughs> that's all of them. That's all the songs. She wrote the music for Kinky Boots. Uh, if you work that in there somewhere, they do have a fashion show later. Um, she bops. So yeah. They uh, they she, she go bops. to the fucking. They see the grave. Thing. He tells the story about how his parents died in the the same way that people from Beetlejuice died. <laughs> <laughs> drove over a bridge. <laughs> Their car sank, and he's like, I fucking just swam out, and they all just stayed like, oh, this is how it ends, and they just drowned in the boat. No one made an effort to survive. Uh, in the car, rather. And, and then, he recounts coming out as bisexual to his family. He's like, now they're all going to die. I'm going to tell you. I'm bisexual. And they're like, it's really the last thing on my mind right now, kid. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and then the dad drove off of a fucking cliff. <laughs> Not my son, goddammit. <laughs> I will not hear about this from Wertheimer at the office. <laughs> fucking no. So far, like, their day, they've done nothing. Like, they've just moped around. But it's also, like, like, they were already awake. I don't know how they're still functioning. I guess it's just adrenaline. And they decide that they need to go, like, do something fun eventually. Well, there's also, like, a whole thing, like, where... Is this one... I forget the order. Is this when they... When uh, Lydia, the girl, the friend of Mateo, has the the toddler that Mateo has somehow helped His raise? platonic hetero best friend, Lydia. Yeah, there used I, to think, be I think they go there next. Yeah, there used to be a rhyming term for that. You could say uh, for the woman who was friends with the gay guys, but you can't say that anymore. <laughs> well, so it doesn't apply to her because he's not gay yet. Oh, choose a secret one. Yeah. So then they go see her, and she, her husband, boyfriend, whatever he was, her baby daddy, the baby. I don't know if they were married. You know, he died also in a random. You know, because apparently in this in this universe, children die, like 18-year-olds die constantly. 
Well, it's most traumatic when it happens to them. Of so. really stupid things. Like, this one, you know, died because, like, I mean, they died at the end because this one turned on a faulty oven, and this one gets hit by a car, and the other one died when, you know, a terrible Pop-Tart accident, and someone else Man dies of terrible uh, farts out of his penis to death. <laughs> Death. Death. He died in a terrible sounding accident. How many farts out of your penis do you think it takes to die, Nate? I mean, you don't fart out of your penis to life. It's basically the Tootsie Pop question. You never know until it happens. This one dies of, you know, dysentery, (laughs) fording a river. (laughs) There's kids dying constantly. None of them... I mean, obviously, there are terrible things, and children die, and, you know, young young people die. But in this world, they're, like, all too much, they're just like, ah, oh, that guy's dying today. They never are like, man, maybe, like, we need to, like, tighten up our safety requirements. <laughs> <laughs> the handful of people I know that were in, like, a giant high school where, like, a kid died in the four years of high school, it was like everything stopped. And it was like, oh, my God, this is how, this is unthinkable. Yeah. But in this world, it's like every six and a half weeks. A kid is going to die of a freak razor scooter accident. <laughs> <laughs> they just accept by silly it. bands. Hey, nobody wears helmets when they ride those things. <laughs> <laughs> That's plausible. This kid died from, you know, not turning off the engine on his car while he filled up with gas and like the static electricity of his shorts on the seat engulfed the car in flames. Like they just ridiculous things happen apparently so he goes to lydia who has a cute kid and this woman is every stereotype of the like young mom just like i'm so tired i can't do anything this kid's fucking annoying but i love this kid in three days (laughs) (laughs) can you watch her a second here go watch this kid and raise her for me for a few minutes so i can just go sleep for three minutes (laughs) and he's like and then he like leaves her a pile of money right well, because he's got, he took uh, all his, the money life out of his bank account because he's like, well, I'm not going to need this money anymore. And why leave it for the medical bills his father may have when he comes out of that coma? Yeah, that's not going to be difficult. I did have the thought that if this was real, the death cast thing was real in real life, you could, somebody would set up a business specifically for this kind of thing just so they would get huge tips you know, they, you know, like, oh, people would be like, oh, here's a thousand, here's my, here's a thousand dollar tip for bringing me this soda. Because, you notice even when they're at the party at the end, they're like, oh, still no beer for, still no alcohol when you're not 21. Bullshit. Goddamn nanny state. <laughs> uh, th- and so, yeah, they, so he, but Mateo doesn't want to tell what's Lydia. Lydia. That he's dying. He just happens to show up at 7 a.m. Like, hey, here's my friend Rufus. How are you doing? Uh, Are you going to be good for the rest of your life? Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) And then doesn't, like, writes her a note and then leaves when she's out. uh, Like, when she's, like, in the bathroom or something like that. And then blocks her phone number so that she can't call him and be like, say anything he just wanted to be like goodbye but then calls her later so she calls him from another number later and then we find out that rufus's step uh, whatever foster brothers 
the comically black children, Malcolm and Tago, who also were just stupid characters, like speaking in the slang of 1998. (laughs) 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 They got arrested for holding off the cops. You're like, okay, we're supposed to do that information. No one really cares. Um, But that's something there. And then eventually, oh, then then Rufus buys, they're like, what would you have been if you could have lived? And he's like, I wanted to build. Rufus says something like, I wanted to be a photographer. I mean, one was going to be an architect. And he says, I want to be a photographer. And and I love this quote of how fucking dumb these characters are. I also wanted to take photos of random sites around the world that aren't getting enough credit because they don't have cool history like the Leaning Tower of Pisa or the Colosseum, but are still awesome. That is the kind yeah, of people dumb don't give sh- enough credit to the Leaning Tower of Pisa and the Colosseum. Yeah, well, they get too much there. credit. It's you too crowded. Get, it's like other places, you know, like a different henge, not Stonehenge. Oh, he wanted to go to Rockhenge. <laughs> he wanted to go to Woodhenge or Strawhenge. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is such a teenage idea. Of, he wanted to get into the B-sides of historical artifacts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everybody's already done those. So I want to take pictures of other things. It's like, oh, so you want to be a photographer, is what you're saying. You want to take pictures of things people haven't taken pictures of, so you could have a unique... That's not unique, kid. That's not special. Because if everyone took... Obviously, people take pictures of other things. But he's like, I want to find like the cool hip things that are edgy and no one is taking pictures of before. But only with my phone. (laughs) Yeah. And put a cool filter on it on my Instagram page, which give it the little dog ears, <laughs> you know, dog nose, <laughs> which will be part of the plot. The fact that they they still update their fucking social media. They're still teenagers. It's so sad. It makes me so sad that I don't think it's just Hashtag this generation. Die today. <laughs> it's all teenagers. Teenagers are shallow and stupid people. But fuck, man. They're like, I'm dying today. I mean, Hashtag like, YOLO. All, all even back then, even we were shallow and stupid. But now oh, everyone yeah. can see it. We yeah, didn't have you, that, luckily. Now you, it's on the internet forever. Yeah. You have a giant megaphone to shout out how shallow and stupid you are. How are you going to die of someone farting into but your wiener? Nobody is listening. <laughs> Except Pecker. Pecker's listening. Um, but then Mateo's like, I want to be an R. I wanted to build things. And so he, uh, Rufus buys him like a Legos. drugstore quantity of Legos. <laughs> and he's like, go build a thing. And he makes, you know, like a taxi out of it or whatever. It is. <laughs> and this is when they go to the grave, I think. And eventually they decide to go to the, not the Make-A-Wish Foundation, <laughs> but the Make-A-Moment Center. Yeah. Where you could do VR shit because you're going to die. <laughs> Like go experience some shit, just like in that Tim McGraw song. But let's go. No, yeah, you don't really experience it. But it's like, hey, you're you're not gonna. By the time you get on that flight to the Great Barrier Reef, you will certainly die. (laughs) So maybe not. Which is another thought, by the way. If a plane is about to take off, don't you think they would screen people for that? (laughs) Like, if like everybody's hey, yeah, I'm getting on this plane, and that's part of the expanded universe. There's so many Although, holes in this. There are so many holes. Though, so if you think about it, you would only really be worried if everyone on the plane got the call. If well, it's only one person, 
it's like because plane crashes they don't usually result in only one person dying. So, but there could the be a hand, handful of survivors really safe. There could be a handful. Well, but here's the thing: you could be a handful of survivors who just survive twenty four hours. <laughs> And then they get a call oh, when they're right. in the middle of the ocean. They're like, I'm saved. It's like, hey, <laughs> just so you know. Hey, I just got a voicemail. <laughs> You're going to uh, die in the from? next 24 hours. Because they don't get noticed. It's Watch not like, hey, sharks. Yeah. So, it's, again, stupid as all hell. But they go, Also, if, why isn't every, if it's reliable that you're going to get a call the day you die... Why doesn't everyone, you know, go bungee jumping without a rope every other day? You know, you just take the wildest risks that you're like, oh, I don't have to worry. You know, nothing's going to happen to me. I know I'm not dying today. I think that's kind of part of the point of the book. Like, Mateo at least realizes that. Like, I didn't live my life very well because I was so afraid of shit. Until the day I found that I was going to die. I was like, oh, I better fucking do it now. But it is, it is really dumb. But anyway, they go to the, the make a moment thing where they're like, we should have a session there. And so this, if you let the Sam Adams beer was me slumming it, this is from Costco's brand of beer. <laughs> Kirkland Signature. Wow. Times must be tough in your house, Mike. Kirkland Hold on, don't knock it until you tried it. It is sold Citra Hop Session IPA. And it's made by some random brewery in California. And But it's... It was 20 bucks for a case. How could I not buy that? You can't not. And it's actually pretty solid. It's pretty decent. It's nothing amazing about this beer, but again, it's like for summertime, I should have, I'm, I'm going to buy another case next time I go. It's, I mean, I remember like, when I was in, when I was living in Spain, they have a, a big store called Carrefour. It's like a French Walmart, Costco kind of thing. And I bought the Carrefour brand of whiskey. And it's fine. It'll get it was you like, drunk. It was like less than 10 bucks. <laughs> Sweet. Dude, this is a fine beer. It is a, a very okay session IPA, but it's so cheap. Like, how could I not buy it? Um, I made the right choice. We were talking earlier about like when your slang gets to adults, it's no longer cool. So I think at this point, like when Costco makes a beer with Citra hops, it must mean that Citra is on the way out. Because that was Citra has jumped the shark. Citra was the hop for the past couple of years. Maybe, maybe it's we've reached peak Citra. You know, that's we're gonna that's gonna go next next year. We'll see something different. So they go there and they they do fake skydiving, which is trash. They're like, this is bad. This was not fun. Yeah, this is VR skydiving. So like, you miss most of the parts of skydiving except for how it looks. And there's a fan. <laughs> and that's about it. So, so well, I, I'm falling. I, I do think, you know, you know the like indoor skydiving things where they just have like a vertical wind tunnel and you just like, yeah. you just like float. That looks cool to me. I mean, so like if they had that at the VR center. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's like, hey, basically cool. what it is. It's just you're wearing VR goggles while doing that. Makes sense. That's a solid idea. Yeah, I mean, it's still sad. Like, I'm going to die today. I better do some VR indoor skydiving. At least go real skydiving. That way you know how you're going to die. It's a very teenage thing. The whole book, really. But, oh, yeah. Let me go, let me go try some shit. Let me go in the metaverse. Another thing about the book is, if, if the death cast thing was real, how many people would get the phone calls that, oh, you're going to die today. 
And then, like, I, I don't want to just wait till I just get hit by a bus. I'm just going to jump off the roof right now. I'm just going to kill myself. Well, but then how many of those people would not have killed themselves if they didn't get the phone call? And then they would have lived. You can't know that. That's part of the problem with it. Yeah. There's also the channel you can watch where people uh, kill themselves in increasingly elaborate ways. Because teenagers need attention. <laughs> Which reminded me of that Margaret Atwood book. Wait, um... Yeah, the one about the future in the internet. Oh, oh, Oryx and Crake. Oryx and Crake. Yeah, that oh, is yeah. totally a thing from Oryx and Crake, where a, a website where people oh, just the snuff, kill themselves the in elaborate website, ways. Yeah. But this was like the Running Man and you know, fucking movie. <laughs> Except you always lose. What? What if you know getting the phone call? It's like getting served by like a. Like just if, you could just av- if you could just avoid getting like, served, yeah. Wrong number, not him. <laughs> like you just answer every call and like, hello? Yes, I'm looking for uh looking for a drunk mic. No, not here. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure this is his number. No, no, it's not here. He moved out. You really sound <laughs> like him. No, 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 he's gone. You know how many times don't, a day don't, I hear don't that? I know where he is, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was that that good looking. I'm not him. <laughs> and then <laughs> Oh, he's way too cool for me. I have no idea. He's got almost four inches of penis now, I wish. Um, so, yeah, again, it's, 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 it's the, the suspension of disbelief for this is ridiculous. And I think that's probably why that person wanted us to shit on this book. <laughs> yes. But still, the whole book, I'm like, so how are they going to die? <laughs> At least At it end. had a little bit of, I didn't say <laughs> when they're going to die. I was, how are they going to die? I was like a little bit like, so how a, a little bit the thing you know where the plot, the, where the author and the plot offers a little like so what's going to happen next? You have a little bit of curiosity. It did have that a little bit, very morbid. So anyway, then, so then they do a bunch of other dumb shit because like this whole like the the, the, the middle place. the middle four fifths of the book is really just <laughs> repetitive. The middle stupid. four fifths. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> 10% at the beginning <laughs> when you're learning about what happens. And then in the very end when they like actually die, it's like, oh, okay. But the middle four fifths is like, that didn't need to be there. What about all the cool <laughs> subplots? Like the girl who gets a call and figures just her ex-boyfriend who works for the death company pranking her. And she spends the whole day trying to get an interview with who's basically the Daniel Radcliffe of this universe who's going to die today, but he's going to do a bunch of PR junkets first. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, which also mattered not at all. It did not matter. Well, at it did all. matter at the very, very end. Well, it was all there to create tension for you because you were thinking, wait, maybe they won't die at the end. Maybe this system is imperfect and this perfect young love will have a chance. That was the whole, I thought that was the whole point of all those other little things. They also spend a lot of time rallying the, the you know, mod squad of dickhead kids who are going to go kill Rufus for beating him up with Peck and the, his friend Kendrick, the unemployed knockout king of New York, because that was a thing that people were worried about for the year this book was being written. Oh, yeah, the, the knockout game. Yeah, he's like he could <laughs> knock anyone out in one hit. He'd run up to them and he'd knock them out, like the game knockout that we're referencing knockout. And he's but like, oh, they, find is, out. is Rufus going to get knocked out to death? And just, but Mateo... Had given that guy his shoes. <laughs> he 
is Mateo is the recluse Mother Teresa of New York, who's the most selfless person ever when he could be roused to leave his home. Uh, and that'll, that'll save them for a little while later. So then they go to the, they go to the, the dance club called like the well, graveyard. They, before before right? that, they have to go to the um, travel the world place where he meets up with his hetero baby mama. Who's like, I can't believe you're going to die. You didn't tell me. Let's go on a video I tour can, of Asia. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> There must have been some dialogue like that. Yeah. Can you not tell me? I knew you'd kill me. <laughs> <laughs> waka, waka. Yeah. Is that uh, what they did? So, yeah. They looked at a video tour of Asia. Is that what they did? They did. They did like a you know, like where you're at the fucking a, planetarium. It, it was weird. It was <laughs> like a cross like, between what? an amusement park and the United Nations. Yeah. That's like on the Hudson. And then they because... jumped off of a waterfall. So it was like um, like a Disney World. <laughs> It's like the like pavilion of tomorrow. It was like you Epcot, sit in a chair but instead of like... drinking, it's um, just videos. Stinking. Yeah. All right, fine. Then they go to then the they club. Go to kara- the they go to a child karaoke bar where everyone's drinking mocktails. Like, life isn't bad enough already. <laughs> How do you want a, a nice Shirley Temple, kid? Like, I'm going to die. It's like, well, I don't care a shit. Um, and then, see, then you don't need to worry about diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley Temple, <laughs> and then just some, grenadine. <laughs> some kid sings Elliot Smith, which is like, I know we're gonna die today, kid, but let's not all kill ourselves here. Uh, Don't ruin it, my last day too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Elliot Smith. But then you know, you said earlier, you know, something was like the most self indulgent bullshit thing you could possibly do. But I would, I would posit that this is the most arrogant, self indulgent thing you can do is singing. The American. entirety of American Pie. <laughs> oh, God. The day everyone's going to die. Oh, God. People that are online. eight minutes of your life. <laughs> and these people, everyone there is going to die or knows someone going to die. And you're going to take up their time with that bullshit? It's a great song, Jimmy. Why you it's shit not it? last day of your life It doesn't much have time. a bridge. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just the same. It's just ver- it's just verse. No, course, no verse, place course, a verse, tasteful course. tasteful fade. <laughs> but it has the very appropriate chorus line. This will be the day that I die. That's yeah, why they, they picked it. Sing it so they could say seven times. Yeah, enough times that you're like, is he a Decker? Oh, yeah, pretty sure. It's a little on the nose. It's a bit heavy handed, like the whole book is. It's as heavy-handed as getting fisted by Shaq. It's so heavy-handed, it's like the way, you know, like that Ascent of Man thing with, like, the monkey, <laughs> and then there's, like, the knuckle-dragging person. Yeah. That kind of heavy-handed. Yeah. You can't <laughs> lift them up. <laughs> there's, like, too much gravity on your hands. And much like their heavy hands, at the end of their song... Mateo lands a heavy kiss on Rufus, and he's like, "By the way, I'm gay now." And, he, and the other one, I forget which one kissed who, and I forget which ones their names are now. But he was like, "No, Mateo kisses Rufus." Finally, Rufus is like it's about time. I've been by for you all day. <laughs> well, on the when you look when they fill out their profiles for last friend, they put sexual orientation, and Mateo puts he leaves it blank, and Rufus puts by, and you're just like, "Whatever, do I need to care about that?" No. I know they're gay. I mean, they're gonna <laughs> get the two the two guys are gonna be together. They only have a day. There's not enough time for them to form a extravagantly complex thruple situation. Where like this, I mean, two dudes got it. Yeah, 
But like Mateo is, doesn't admit it to himself. But after they kiss, speaking of <laughs> Pecker shows up. Oh God! <laughs> with a gun and just got a love them. gun. <laughs> Shoot him but right in then the butt. they somehow, and I don't remember exactly how. Peck drops stun. the gun or like gets disarmed somehow. I don't From know. The, it's like, being disarmed move. by the hands of fate. <laughs> yes, and so <laughs> they don't. So I, you know, it you it makes you think like, oh, this is what this is what happens. They both get shot. Nope, they just leave. They just walk away, and then they go back to Mateo's. And place. the knockout king guy doesn't do anything because he's like, oh, that kid gave me shoes when I had been beaten up or something. So like destiny, there's like fate here. That's what you're supposed to take away from this. So then they go back to Mateo's place, and fuck. No, they don't. No, they just cuddle. They just spoon. They they just cuddle? Oh, I thought it was implied. No, they they take a photo shoot with his Luigi hat, and then they take a nap. (laughs) Which is what he calls his penis, though. And then life throws a fucking blue turtle shell at them. (laughs) No, they they absolutely do not fuck. No, yeah, they just cuddle. And they're like, I wish we had more time to fuck. I really just want a nap. Because like we all tuckered out from minutes all left to live, to child, you're really gonna nap. Child karaoke bar, and then so they nap, and they promise and then a certain nap. kind of blowing happens, but it's up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then so Mateo wakes up and he's like, "Oh my god, it's it's been 24 hours." Actually, he was wrong. It wasn't 24 hours, but he thinks for a second, "Oh my god, the, the death cast thing was wrong." So he gets up. Goes to the kitchen and then turns on the stove. First, I forget why. It doesn't matter. He's going to make tea. He's going to make something. tea. He's going to like, yeah. Make. He's like, I'm gay now. I guess I drink tea. <laughs> and then but he then becomes a real flamer once the <laughs> stove explodes. <laughs> so, and then, so he goes to the kitchen. He's like, oh, I guess that, I guess I get to live. I guess that it was wrong. And then he turns on the stove and then it explodes because there was a gas leak. And then it like... It only thing. explodes then, the kitchen, though, his small tenement apartment, though. And this is where the book reminded me. Oh, yeah, he said in the beginning of the book, the note to his neighbor, don't worry about the stove. And I was like, I, did he really? But I guess he did. So, and then he explodes. And then Rufus wakes up to smoke. And then it's like, oh, he tries to go in and save to the burning kitchen. But that's not really... What a gas explosion would be, but anyway, okay, we'll all to get to that in a second. So then Rufus tries to go into the burning kitchen and save Mateo, but it's too late. He's dead, and then they, they get him. They, the the ambulance up. comes, and the police, the fire department, the ambulance comes, and he's like already dead. And Rufus is like, no, no, save him. He's he's definitely not going to die today. He didn't get today. the call. Yeah, he didn't get it all, but he actually did get the call. So obviously he died, and then. They like, and then the ambulance, they bring out the body bag, which I don't think they, they don't bring out a body bag after five minutes. I mean, they like usually wait a little bit, I would think. Uh, and then they bring Rufus to, uh, so they like, they bring Rufus to the hospital, but of course, but of course, Mateo is dead. Rufus calls Lydia, says, yep, it happened. And then Rufus gets hit by a bus crossing the street. Something. No, he's well, going gonna to go to the park that they liked. And First, he visits right, the dad. Yeah. He goes to say, yeah. "Oh, because yeah, yeah. when when Mateo Sorry, visited his dad earlier son. in the thing, Rufus hung out in the hallway because they were still like dating or sort of thing. And then he can now that he's kissed his son and he watched him get turned into a puddle of meat. 
he said, now I know you well enough to say, um, he goes and he's like, your kid had a hell of a last day. He was really brave and he faced his fears of digital water and he <laughs> fucking, and, and of trouser snakes. And he was never faced amazing. that one, actually. Didn't, didn't, no. And, he's like, and he leaves him a note, like, just in case you wake up, one, your son is dead. Sorry. Two, he was really hot. Three, he died in a fire unrelated to point two. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he's like, all right, now I'm going to go to the park. And I'm not going to look when I cross the street, even though like three chapters earlier, there was the guy who was rushing in his car. Well, it's, to it's, get the, to it's the boyfriend of the girl who got the call and thought he was pranking her. And he's like, yeah. why'd you prank me? And he's like, I didn't prank you. He was like, oh, no, I wasted the day getting that... Uh, Teen Vogue interview. So I can get that Scorpio Malfoy exclusive. Yeah, Yeah. she's like, I'm at the diner, and she's like, I'll be right there. And he drives real fast, and then Rufus is going to cross the street, and they're like, the end. It's implied. Pretty clear. I mean, the title made it very clear. (laughs) It wasn't one of them dies at the end, though. Technically, they didn't. So the title was somewhat a lie. Rufus died before the end. Yeah, they didn't both die. At the end. But, I mean, Rufus didn't even die at all. Well, he You're dies right. after the end, and the other one died a little bit before the end, so they average out to dying <laughs> at the end. The, me- the median point is between them at the end. They both die approximately at the end was the working <laughs> title. And they're like, it's a little wordy. We trim that. It's not going to look good the, on the binding. I actually, I, I think the title is really stupid. It doesn't actually, I mean, it does fit the book in a way, I think it was a clickbaity title. They were just like, we need a clickbaity title for the book. So that's what they went with. I think they, th- I think this wasn't the original title of the book. I think it was, I don't know what it was, but it was like the, some like editor was like, so hey. I had to find out I was dying to realize I was gay. <laughs> that, was, that was the plot of yeah, the book. Because I would think with a title, they both die at the end. It would have actually been even more clear. I don't know. It just didn't felt like the. It kind of felt like the title didn't book didn't fit. It was like I this. Felt like, like the title didn't fit, even though obviously it sort of fit. It it's was like snakes meta. on a plane, you know. <laughs> yes, like, like it was we're not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. This is what it is. Like it has to be a parody. Yeah. So, um, what do you guys think? This is what gives young adults, young adult novels, a bad, a bad name. It is like the kind of like clearly written specifically for teens, but tries way too hard to like cater to teen things and is also badly written. This is what gives young adult literature bad, a bad name, but it was still not as shitty as Unwind. <laughs> that was worse. I thought this was not that bad. It was not great. It was not good. It wasn't terrible. I didn't like it, but it was fine. But what bothered me the most, I guess, was that like the concept is interesting. I think it's probably a little too a little too heady for what this is. Like you could do a much better adult book with this concept. Doing it for kids is stupid. Um, but it was basically all just tropes. It yeah. was like the nerdy shy kid and the you know bad boy with a heart of gold who find each other. They just happen to both be dudes in this one. And it's mad tragic, yo. Mad tragic. Son. It's hard to be illin' when you're 
ill. <laughs> I mean, kids probably fucking love this. Oh yeah, this I'm sure. Is, like, the, I don't know which like, TikToker got this popular, but I'm sure it was like a 23 year old. Yeah, it's fucking child sadness porn. This is whatever. <sighs> this is whatever to them. Porn. What Dashboard Confessional was to us. Yeah, you know, it That's isn't. Fair. By Nicholas Sparks, but it does kind of fit. Like, if Nicholas Sparks was really going to write to a to teenagers in 2017, this might be close to what he would do. Because yeah. it's 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 you know people in love that are dying. That's his that's his thing, and this, this would be like, fits right in there. To be as far as Nicholas Sparks would get into sci-fi. <laughs> like, what if yes. I killed them with science? <laughs> <laughs> but didn't explain it. <laughs> what if I killed them with osmosis? <laughs> What does that mean? Shh, doesn't matter. I, there, it's just it's it is really heavy-handedly obviously for kids. Most YA kids are okay, YA books are pretty heavy-handed. I think I, I, it's hard to me. That's why they're bad. What young me would have thought of this? Since I didn't read these kind of books, didn't really exist, and I didn't no. read that much. The um, gay teen, vaguely sci-fi tragic novel did not exist very much yeah but i also like the handful of books i did read were like harry potter <laughs> yeah. like you know well there was a harry potter character in this so that's true scorpio balthazar mick Diggeroy. Yeah. <laughs> there was a I, I do like at one point when they're laying in the bed together uh, mateo is you know in the future rufus is a travel blogger and i am an architect we have tattoos we got together We've gone to so many concerts, he can't keep them straight in his head. Can't do anything straight. Uh, I almost <laughs> wish. <laughs> this is like, that's the teenage idea of being of like a successful life. Like, well, I have a job. I have cool tattoos. And I've been to many, many concerts. That's a yeah. pretty simple that view out, of yeah. life. That's mm-hmm. what teenagers think. And this, uh, that's what they do in this. And so that's reading it, especially like, this is not for me. <laughs> No. It was never meant for me. It was not. You know, I didn't read uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower until we did it on the podcast. Oh, I was like, you this macho is, this fuck. Is yeah, not, you were so mean like, to it. <laughs> this is not for me. <laughs> but I also didn't like it because, like, it's stupid teen stuff. Okay, now that you've read both, which one is better? Oh, God. Perks you is have a good to book. think? Perks that was a while ago, is, just only because that was a while ago. They're not even comparable, Nate. They're, they're, and they're, they're very different. And that, like, and in terms of quality. Yeah, one's good and one is dog shit. <sighs> one is a book that adults could read, and this is shit for adults. Like, like, it's, not the, it's not the worst book I've read by any means, but it's not, it's not anything anyone's going to be talking about. In 10 years, except if it blows oh. up again on the internet. The best, I would say, is uh, They Both Die at the End is two stars, and Perks of Being at a Wallflower is three stars. That's so what I would say. Perks of Being in a Wallflower? <laughs> it's like the That's four Italian stars. translation. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first, people. Nate hates children. <laughs> yeah, he does. Hates him. That's what so I was saying. Many you decades since he was one. This wasn't well well written, and 
it's not for me because I'm not a teenager, so it was like doubly bad. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. It's not for us. I think, I would like to think, no, wait, actually, there is, there is an example of this. Even as a teenager, even though I was like, did not know things, I could still pick up something and go, this is bad writing. Like, I could still do, I remember I tried to read, this is a, a, a famously really bad book called The Wizard's First Rule, which is by a fantasy book. After I'd read a bunch of Wheel of Time, I was like, oh, this other fantasy series that they literally literally published because Robert Jordan missed a deadline. And like, oh, we're going to publish something else this year. And it's like, I tried to read it. It's like, this is so fucking shitty. <laughs> and I was like, I want to say I was in ninth grade. And I was like, this sucks. This is garbage. So anyway, <laughs> I even as a teenager, I still had, I couldn't have articulated why this is shit and why I like this other stuff better. But it's still there. And this is still shit. <laughs> yeah, it's trash. No doubt. Who's- but unwind is worse. <laughs> Well, the, no, what I mean is the concept of unwind is even stupider. It's hilarious. Than this though. was. That, I, that, I, for that book, I just could not even get over the premise <laughs> of like. The book was like three years ago, man. You're body parts. <laughs> they take kids' body parts in like, like, ugh, and this is just like, oh, there's a, th- there, there's, a, there's a telephone service that calls you when you're going to die. Okay. It's like the ring, but like sped up. Yes. Also, because I read a lot of science fiction the entire time, even though I knew at the beginning, like, oh, they're not going to explain how they know. But because I read so much sci-fi, I'm like, how would they know? What, what, What would the thing be? And I was kind of thinking about that the whole time. The explanation, if there ever was one given, would be so much stupider. Oh yeah, that would be terrible. They might as well say like, "Oh, we have a a koi pond, and (laughs) and (laughs) we throw just bags and bags of alphabets into it, and whatever names float to the top that the koi don't eat, those are the people we call." It's like the octopus that predicts the Super Bowl. Yeah, (laughs) or the manatees that write Family Guy. (laughs) We test your midichlorian level. (laughs) Yeah. So it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's total garbage. Uh, no one should read it. I don't even think, I don't even think teenagers, teenagers should read it. No. No, it's not worth it. All right. Well, Good young adult fiction does exist. It's just not this stupid thing. There's a lot of good young adult fiction. Like, if you want to develop empathy or, like, I, I'll be honest, I've not read a lot of gay young adult fiction, but it's like, like I don't know what I was expecting there. You know, like they made a big deal about how this is a this is a book with LGBTQ characters, but under the fact that they kiss once or twice and they are both boys, that doesn't matter. Like, there's no conflict because of it. Like, like really, it well, could have been. Well, for that, I guess it could be that you know it's just some step towards normalization, where it's like which is which is yeah. fine. Like I I don't like that's fine. But, like, the plot could have been identical if it was a, a male and female character, whichever, whichever roles you wanted them to play. Because Mateo, Mateo's character was a fucking recluse. So, yeah, he's not going to be making first moves. It could have been, like, yeah. it didn't matter that they were, like, it really wasn't part of it. 
But then that was like a big deal about whenever people talked about the book. And I guess it's about normalization, but I don't know. I guess I guess it doesn't need to be like over the top gay. Like they just talk about their love of Liza Minnelli and like every gay stereotype you could think of. Like I'm glad it didn't do that because that would be silly. But it's really like it didn't matter. Maybe that is the point. Though. I don't fucking know. Anyway, the point is the book's terrible. I mean, yeah. It's, but aside from that, it was it was mostly dumb. I I will disagree with you and say it was all the way dumb. It was all dumb. <laughs> Because mostly says there's something good left over. This was all stupid. It had to be something good. I can't remember what it was. I'm it ended. Wrong. No, it's, it's you get an unlimited metric card. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, there's, there's roving party trains. Like random cars of the D train are just people who are going to die that day partying. And everyone's like, oh, well, that was honestly commute. the only time they rode the D train that day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the just kept hitting at him. Like, hey, do you want to go over there? You want to you want to take the D? He's like, should we take the D? He's like, you can take the D if you want to, Mateo. I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we we could. We, there's another train also, but like, well, yes, but we you could take the D, right, man? And he's like, uh, I, sure, yeah, sure. It's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I can see. No, that's <laughs> Mark. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going for a D's nuts joke in there too. No. There's a that whole be, bunch of D's coming. Gauche. D's? Yeah, D's. <laughs> D's what? Speaking of D's nuts, tell us what you thought. <laughs> Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened this long, why not head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub where you could support the podcast and, uh, you know, earn something, I don't know, be cooler. Well, you still have a chance. <laughs> and you can Before join you. us on Goodreads and be our last friend. If we have room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.